Thank you for listening to another episode of Remake Rewind, the podcast where we decide if remakes or reboots should have happened. I'm Mike, as always. With me, I've got my buddy Alex. How you doing, man? Hey! hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're going to get copy copyright struck. Oh, yeah. I'm doing good, Mike. I'm not a clown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yeah, look like not. one. But uh, uh, Mike is anyway. joking on me because I just dyed my hair. I can't really see it because you're blurring your background. Yeah, I can kind of just see the tips are blue. The, just the tips, though. You know what's funny? The roots are, um, like, the roots were my natural color, and usually I bleach them so I can get my whole head one color. And this time I was like, I don't feel like bleaching my hair. And I, I did, like, a like a halfway bleach <laughs> that's, like, not as damaging. And I ended up having, like, uh, like light brown roots, which looks ridiculous on me, like almost red. Uh, but I knew I was going to put purple over them. So I put purple over, and they're, like, they're they're darker now, but the rest of my hair is, like, blue. Ah. Yeah, it's pretty blue. Purple. It's pretty blue. Mm-hmm. There we go. Well, what are we going to be talking about today, bud? Today we're talking about Pinocchio by Disney. Pinoc. Disney's Pinocchio, not Disney's Guillermo Pinoc. del Toro's Pinocchio. Or the Jonathan Taylor Thomas one. Or the Roberto Benigni one. Yeah, none of those. Just the Disney ones. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been a very long time since I watched the, uh, the animated one. I don't think I've watched it since I was like five or six years old because... Yeah, same. It's it's weird, and I was honestly expecting you know uh, something a lot more bizarre after watching Dumbo. Yeah, because Dumbo was so bizarre. And not that this movie isn't bizarre. I've got a lot of questions about it, but this was a little bit more straightforward than I uh, than I was expecting. And I don't know if that's disappointing or or not. But I was expecting something weird. Yeah, I I had low expectations coming out of Dumbo. Not even that I hated Dumbo. Just like it's weird and it feels very dated. And Pinocchio feels uh, a little bit more timeless. Like, that's something I'd be comfortable showing to my kid. It, it was a little more timeless. Like, there was only, like, one example of racism, I would say, <laughs> in, this, I mean, in this movie. Right. But even the humor, like, just the way the story is told and stuff, it doesn't feel super dated. Like, I feel like... No, it doesn't. A modern-day child could watch that and enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, what? when we get into the new one, we'll talk about it. But, like, there are some big differences, but the core is very much the same. So... I think you're right that it is mostly timeless, but I, I, I'm almost a little disappointed that this wasn't more weird. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Oh, Guillermo RKO del Toro is coming it. out with one in this year, so you can get your weirdness then. Get our weirdness. Get my weird on. Um, do you want to summarize the first one or the second one? Uh, well, they're, they're pretty much the same, but I'll do the first one. <laughs> right. Ahem. <laughs> Uh, lonely woodworker Geppetto wishes upon a star for a puppet that he just finished to become a real boy. His wish is granted and Pinocchio is set on an adventure to prove himself brave, truthful, and unselfish with the promise of becoming a real boy if he can. Aww. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, See, when I don't I do it on point... the fly, I do okay. Yeah, there you go, man. I like going off the cuff a little bit, but that's just my style. I like a well-written log line. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that Jiminy Cricket started out as a hobo. <laughs> yeah he sure does voiced by <laughs> the same it, guy that did uh the old jim crow voice in jim Dumbo. crow yeah uh and it's interesting because in this movie everyone basically speaks with american accent except for uh strom stromboli 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 uh and then he's just uh he's they call him a gypsy at one point and he's just really angry and when he gets angry he just speaks nonsense like gibberish but, italian yeah like gibberish. it's clearly meant to be italian but it's not yeah but it's just gibberish and then he has a you know an uh, an Italian accent, but like Pinocchio, American accent, mm-hmm. Jiminy Cricket, American accent, like Jiminy Cricket is like American. from New York. Yeah, like it's all 
American accents yeah. uh, of some kind of variety. So you know what? It's 1940 Disney. Wouldn't expect anything else. But yeah, it was a, the little the beginning part of the movie confused me with him being a hobo. Didn't expect that. The, the, did you get the vibe that the fish kind of wanted to fuck Pinocchio? The I whole movie is so horny. It's a super horny movie. Like Jiminy Cricket, like is kind of turned on by the fish. He's turned on by like a wooden figure on a cuckoo well, clock. To be fair, he's living turned on, on the streets. By the he's probably not getting yeah. laid. Yeah, he's everything's a fifi. Um, yeah, the fish is slutty. Um, the fish. Well, I wasn't the... gonna go that way. I'm not like shaming anything. I'm not. Like... I'm not shaming. You can say slutty without it being shaming. Mm, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, I know, <laughs> and I'm telling you, uh, the fish and the cat want to fuck each other at some point. Jiminy Cricket is always like touching uh, little wood characters' asses and stuff. He's thirsty for the blue fairy. Um, the Stromboli dancers, yeah, that's right. The Stromboli dancers are like bumping butts and stuff. Um, Stromboli does uh, an impression of some dancers, yeah. and like they give him like thick ass cheeks. Yeah, they do. It's a really horny movie. It's super horny. Um, it, it it's super weird. And then like, there's no real reason why Geppetto wants. You know, he he's objectively a 60 year old man who wants a child. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not gonna judge, uh, but it, he's got a very noisy workshop. Jiminy Cricket like loses his mind over all the ticking, and he's just like, "Quiet!" And then everything goes silent. So you know, there's some sort of magic in in the world. Listen, you if know, you keep on pulling this thread, universe. you're gonna pull apart the whole sweater, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying this is a world. I'm just establishing this is a world where magic clearly right. exists, because nobody questions a wooden boy. There's a talking like, fox. Yeah, there's an- anthropomorphic animals. Like nobody seems to care. Nobody seems to care that there's a a wooden boy that's going around. Yeah, you know, it's it's the born hot yesterday kind of motif. Like he's just born and they send him off into the world and expect him to be fine. It's it's clearly a world where magic exists. Yeah, Monstro is a sea monster. That's a giant whale. I like that guy. And everyone knows what it is, and they just accept that there's this monster that's roaming the ocean. Yeah. So you know, it's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale. So you know, they 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 establish some. They just establish that nothing's going to work. So I guess that it's going to answer most of my questions. Yeah. But what what are some highlights for you? Because I've I've got a lot of questions. I was pretty impressed with the animation. Um, I think I said that for Dumbo as well. But D- this actually came out two years before Dumbo um, and like the parallax effect in the beginning and they, they end up using it throughout, but like right off the bat, you can see that they're um, animating two different planes of uh, uh, reality or whatever. Yeah. And, and they're moving at different um, speeds. Um, so it gives it like a 3d look and that's just like, I don't know the history of animation, but that feels pretty cool for 1940. No, to your point, the animation um, actually was better in this movie and it had more of a budget. We talked about it when we did Dumbo. Um, They slashed the budget because both this movie and Fantasia basically didn't make any money because of World War II. Uh, This did have a re-release in 1945 where it made a ton of money, but the first few years it didn't. So that's why Dumbo had a much smaller budget and... The uh, the animation wasn't quite as good as this one, but yeah, the animation was on point. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I mentioned the parallax, but also just like the dancing sequences and stuff. Like it's so smooth and um, well done. Yeah, Art- artistic. Well, then they 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 work with him being a puppet. There's a point where like Geppetto's like, "Oh, turn around so I can see you," and he turns around and like his body moves, but his head is facing the same right. direction. They do that gag looks, a few times in the new one, and it and it looks really good for you know animation. Like there is a 3d effect even though it's 2d as he's spinning around like i 
I can't argue with the the production value yeah. of this film. Um, at, at any any plot points you want to talk about, or I'm just going to start shooting some questions that don't make make a ton of sense <laughs> to me. Um, let me think. Plot points. I thought you know I know that we're in a world of magic and uh, uh, imagination here. Um, and the fantasy land and stuff. But I thought it was funny that the uh, Honest John, the fox, was so impressed by Pinocchio being a wooden living boy. It's like, bro, you're literally a talking fox. Like, you're trying to sell Pinocchio into slavery. You're a talking fox. You can make a ton of money. You're right. Well, he also, but the thing is, they, they had like a con before where his little cat sidekick, mm-hmm. they pretended he was a puppet for Stromboli once before so it's like he's got this weird thing about puppets and having <laughs> puppet shows so maybe that's why he's so impressed but um bringing up stromboli there's that point where you know stromboli you know throws pinocchio coin and pinocchio's all excited like holy crap i made money I, i'm so excited i'm gonna go tell papa and he's like no 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 bro you gotta stay here and when you get too old i'm gonna turn you into firewood yeah so that leads me to believe that Pinocchio is not the first of his kind. Stromboli <laughs> has a has encountered a magical puppet boy before, and that these magic puppet boys actually grow old and stop being cute. You know, I see where you can infer that. I think that Stromboli just means that when a puppet gets worn out, he gets rid of it. Maybe. Uh, but it could have but... been clearer in the film. Um, yeah. I don't think I have any like <laughs> plot points, really. I think... When I went into this movie, I actually heard somebody talking about it recently. There was a comedian doing a bit about the um, about Monstro or something. Somebody said that their kid likes the movie because of Monstro, and they don't really care about the rest of the movie. And I thought that was funny. Monstro is um, cool looking. Monstro is super cool. But I went into this movie thinking that it would be um, a little bit of a mess plot wise. And I, as I was watching, I was like, "Oh, this is just like a series of of adventures." And he learns how to be a real boy at the end. That that actually yeah. makes more sense. Well, they do feel like something... they feel almost unconnected at, uh, at, you know, going in the beginning. But I think by the end, it's just like, oh, yeah, he went on an adventure. Well, I and I feel we'll, we'll talk about the newer one eventually. But there's there's I think there's a little bit more of a thread that pulls this one along because like as he moves from one adventure to the next, there's Honest John who actually one takes him to Stromboli and then also human traffics him <laughs> to, to right. uh, Pleasure Land or whatever it's called. Uh, but this one feels a little bit more like uh, segmented to me than the new one. Actually, I felt like this oh, one that's felt a little bit more like chapters in a book. That's interesting. I I, I don't disagree. There, it is definitely segmented. But I do feel like there was something that moved. There was more. I want to say he had more agency in choosing what was going on in this version than the new version. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into it when we get into right. the new version. But um, one of the things that I thought was odd, and I had no idea, because you know Pinocchio is is a huge pop culture icon you know there's been some we named like four different versions at the beginning of the episode you know, shrek has pinocchio but you always see just the nose growing you see it in like geico commercials and shit like that too but in this it's not just that his nose grows like he has magic powers and that when his nose grows and he makes like the most absurd lies like after he's trying to escape from uh, stromboli the blue fairy shows up and is like i'll help you this one time and i'm like First off, why you created this creature with sentience and somewhat, you know, of an intelligence and then leave him out in the world with no training on how to be a person. Maybe a little bit more guidance is needed. Yeah. How about you get him home? 
Yeah, he's lying. He's like, oh, yeah, we got put in sacks and I got chopped into firewood and like all these obviously stupid lies. But his nose keeps getting bigger. But as it gets bigger, it starts acting more like a tree and like leaves sprout out and then it gets a little bigger and then it's a branch and then it gets a little bigger and there's birds. He created a life. nest. He created life. He is a god. Yeah. It's insane. So that's another little thing that I was like, whatever. Um, <laughs> Mike, you can't you can't depict this one. <laughs> I just say there's interesting things, and I think he's a god. Um, I mean, yeah, he's a talking doll. A, a lot of the stuff I he's he's kind of like much, Ultron, it, who is a god. Yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Ultron borrowed from this and had the I've got no strings. Bum, 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 bum. That's where I was going uh, with it. Yeah. Uh the only other question I have because everything else that I have is a counter to the new one, so I don't really want to say anything else. Jimmy Cricket can breathe underwater. A lot, a lot of Pinocchio. a lot of insects can. can breathe underwater for a, a long time, or they can yeah. hold their breath. I think ants can hold their breath for like twelve hours. Yeah, I, that 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 seems like a, a pretty excessive, especially for going down to the bottom. Well, like, if we're Pinocchio talking about being underwater, white. Monstro is sleeping at the bottom of the ocean. I do not think that's what whales do. They could stay down there for hours, though. But you're but right. They so don't tend to so stay can down. insects. I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think that well, whales okay. like hang you on know the sea floor. I'll give them a pass on this one. Um, I mean, if Thank that's you. if that's all you have, maybe I'll just shotgun some of my my notes yeah. here. Um, Geppetto looks like Super Mario Senior. Yeah, the Queen from Alice in Wonderland is in Geppetto's shop. Pinocchio in the original movie looks a bit like Tom Hanks. Uh, huh. The fairy is. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, I, I can feel you. The blue fairy is like very clearly traced, um, real actor, and I think that's super cool. Um, oh, oh, I. I did not realize uh, how little of this movie the lying nose growing thing was. Yeah, I expected a lot more because that's what do you think, Pinocchio? You think nose growing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Geppetto is in his honk shoe era. Okay. His his three a.m. dance party when the kid comes to life is like understandable because that's a miracle, but also like his neighbors must have been furious. Um, <laughs> I like how annoyed Figaro is when she's just trying to go to sleep. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a real kid. Whatever. I need to get my shut eye." <laughs> Need my 18 hours. Yeah. Um, Geppetto in this version has not thought through what's going on at all. In the morning, he's like, you're going to school. Bro, he doesn't know what school is. He doesn't know what a road is. He doesn't know what this town is. He's never seen the sun. You need to let him live inside the house for a couple days before you send him off. Yeah, set him up for him and the Blue Fairy. Set him up for failure. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of touched on the like Disney racism, offensive stuff, and this movie's like weirdly kind of anti-poor. There's like the um, the trope of the noble hobo going on with Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, it feels a little weird. Um, and Stromboli is uh, kind of offensive too. Like it's yeah. a cartoon, so they're going to be caricatures, and it's a 1940s, so it's well, a time gypsy. or whatever. Yeah, the the gypsy thing, and also like they give him like um, very big, defined lips that doesn't feel. I don't, I don't love that. I, I no, Stromboli's <laughs> definitely a racist character. Yeah, and he's like a miser and he's got a big nose. Yeah. Um and you know, Geppetto is Italian too. Like this whole thing takes place in Florence. Yeah. Um, but Stromboli's like <laughs> He sounded like Kramer on Seinfeld when he starts uh, speaking gibberish. <laughs> Did you guys get to that episode yet when they cook his uh the the pizza place cooks his um No, not yet. with the no, calzone? Not yet. not yet. Uh Jiminy Cricket's really bad at his job. That maintains the new one. Um, and I've got some things I want to say, but I want to compare it to the new one before we 
we I, I don't want to say it here. I want to say it in the new one. Sure, sure. We'll get there. Uh, a boy who won't be good might as well be made of wood. I I'm like s- it. I'm bummed that's okay. not in the new one. That was a good one. That was a good line. Um, Pretty shitty, though, considering she set, gave him no coping skills. I know. Uh, the, I don't know what they call him in the, in the original one, the, the English guy that's collecting the boys for Pleasure Island. That's the coachman. The coachman. That, that whole thing is, um, is strange. He's just like collecting dumb boys for Pleasure Island. Like what, nobody realizes what's going on. All these kids are going missing. Originally, I wasn't going to bring it up until the other one, but I guess we can because Honest John in the new one stops after he delivers Pinocchio to Stromboli he doesn't show back up again in this version he it's also the one who got him with the the coachman and sent Pinocchio off to to Pleasure Island um but at least in this version there is a conversation like Honest John is like totally on board with uh killing someone he's like oh you're gonna give me a ton of money like who do I gotta (laughs) uh and then he's like oh no I want boys for Pleasure Island and he's like "Ooh, I don't feel good about the trafficking yeah he's trying to Epstein him yeah and he's like what about the, the what about the law and like they're like ah the law never shows up there and then you can tell that he's kind of afraid of the coachman he's like all right fine i'll do some human trafficking <laughs> but at least there's a little bit of like ooh i don't feel good about this i'll i'll do it but i don't i don't i'm not going to like it um so at least there was a little bit of a conversation about it yeah well let's let's come back to that in the new one cuz honest john doesn't show up i feel like it's uh it's not even uh, it's not like a one to one thing it's it's different, yeah, yeah. We get the coachman's a sta- uh, bigger um, roles, but we'll go into it. I really like the eight ball bar. Yeah, the bar they go that to com- and they play pool and drink and stuff is a big yeah. eight ball. I think that's super yeah. cool. Another thing where miners are drinking beer, just like in oh no, in Dumbo is champagne. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, also sanitized for the new version. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for both of the movies. What is the upkeep of Pleasure Island, and how does so- selling donkeys pay for it? I had that question as well. Um, it makes zero sense because it seems like, you know, it's not even a night's worth of stuff. Why not just kidnap them? Do they need to do the debauchery to transform? I, I don't understand what the mechanism for the transformation is. They basically like, well, if you act like a jackass, you'll become a jackass. Right. So I guess they need it. But yeah, that would be incredibly expensive to maintain an amusement park, essentially, like having Disneyland function just to make slave labor. Yeah. It's um doesn't doesn't stand up to the the overhead is very high. That's right. Uh, the donkey <laughs> stuff is very Cronenberg esque, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll save it for for the you know just another difference, but I'll save it for the new one because it's actually I think something I like about the new one. But uh, yeah, everything else I want to talk about the new one. So I'm I, cool. I'm done on that one. All right. Well, what have you been up to, bud? Oh, well, sir. Um, <laughs> we've been we've been watching some stuff. Um, let's see. What was the last thing we watched? Producers. So I watched Heat, the def- definitive director's edition. Oh, That's so fucking good, man. That's such a good movie. How long is the director's cut? Like four hours instead of like three and a half. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't add that much. A lot of it was um the way he color graded it. Like he added more blue. Yeah. Got it. Um, that movie's incredible though. I haven't seen it. Oh, it in, really? Is like ten years. So it's hey, if we're gonna watch totally something good. in your theater, that's the one. Okay. That okay. segment. Um, the the shootout the shootout like they recorded real gunfire in downtown LA and it's so fucking loud and it goes on it for is. so long yeah it's incredible it's an insane scene yeah um I watched Paddington two which is delightful oh, delightful even though Paddington <laughs> is a filthy monarchist um 
Hot Fuzz. I expected a bigger <laughs> laugh for Paddington, by the way. I watched Hot Fuzz too. <laughs> Sick. It's it's a good movie. I've, it's like the third time this year I've watched it. Hell yeah. I finished, um, I think I, I might have told you this, but I finished uh, the Clark Collis book you've got read on you about the yep. making of yep. Shaun of the Dead. So this is continuing our um, marathon of Edgar Wright movies. Um, we watched The World's End a couple days later, actually. Fucking love it. Yeah, also great. Which which one of those three is your favorite? It bounces back and forth between Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. And I love yeah. The World's End, but it is a distant third. I feel like the older I get, the more I like The World's End. Oh, I love the movie, but... No, I, I'm saying the more I like it, though. Yeah. I always I, loved I, it. Yeah, but Hot Fuzz is just... I notice a joke in Hot Fuzz that I don't notice every time I watch it. I watch it like three times a year, and I still find something new every time I watch it. I think um, The World's End is like the most emotionally resonant of the three. That's fair. No, absolutely. Like the it, it hits the heartstrings so much more with yeah. like Simon Pegg's character, whole arc, and what you find out about his like mental health yeah. and whatnot. It's it's definitely. And knowing that Simon Pegg is, uh, has dealt with his share of alcoholism. As, oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we watched Orphan. The new one came out, and okay. I realized I'd never watched the original, so check that out. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared to watch the new one. She's supposed to be younger, but the actress is, like, much, much older. Huh. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Nice. We did not watch Baby Driver yet. I think that's coming this week. I'm holding off a little bit, man. It's That, that movie, is uh, the cast is a little rapey. I, I watched it not too long ago, and god damn, the movie holds up, but I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, we watched Elvis, the new nice. Elvis movie. It's called Elvis. I think they were too nice to him. You think they were too nice to him? Yeah. I think they let him off the hook for so much. That... Yeah, they. it was, um, it like was more up. They started dating Priscilla at 14 in yeah, real life. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was bad. And she does not look 14 in the movie. Oh no! Like that she is looks a, thirty. That is yeah. I was gonna say it's a twenty-year-old woman for sure. Um, I think the actress is twenty-two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I expected them to be uh, to let him off the hook more for you know making a um, a fortune off the backs of uh, black musicians who never got paid for their work. But they're actually really upfront about that. And yeah. He sort of pays homage and you know makes it seem like it wasn't so bad. Um, it makes him seem like he's aware of it for sure. Yeah, he gives yeah. people opportunities. I think. I thought Austin Butler was fantastic. Oh, like I, fantastic I really like the movie. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they let him off the hook for some stuff, and that Priscilla thing is really like. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to look past that. But Austin Butler yeah. was so good. He I was. was like, I think my jaw dropped during the um, revival performance when he's in the white suit and he does the protest yeah. song. Oh my god! And then I watched it. Um, back to back i watched a few of the performances back to back with the original performances and he's just like so on point he's fantastic he nails the whole thing and he does yeah. most of the singing in the movie too he sounds yeah so good yeah he's um, fantastic all the performances were great yeah like, oh i thought tom hanks who was also in that was gonna be um was gonna be goofy like the trailer made it seem like tom hanks was doing this like caricature nah he was great yeah it? he was so good and i love that it's being told from the perspective of like uh for, from an unreliable narrator you know yeah. and maybe i think that's kind of the i think it's a little bit of having your cake and eating it too with the priscilla thing because it's yeah, from the perspective of, of tom of a terrible person right right but also like hey boz you're in charge of this yeah that's your voice too a little bit yeah um i agree and then, and I love Boz Lerman, one of my favorite directors. But yeah, I, I, I would have hoped he would have 
had some commentary on that. Right. Well, you know, she's still alive, so uh, and she, I think she's involved with it um, to some extent. So yeah. Um, and then Malignant was the last one that we watched. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn and burn through a lot of these because I had an international trip, so. I had uh, a full day on airplanes, so I had plenty of time to watch things. Um, so uh, I watched Light and Magic, that uh, that documentary on Disney Plus about how Lucasfilm, not Lucasfilm, but um, Industrial Light and Magic got its start yeah. and you know where it ends. My God, the best documentary I've ever watched on special effects. And you, there's some heartbreak in it. Like there are people who started Industrial Light and Magic who got pushed out of the company because they refused to to learn the new techniques. It was like both heartbreaking and also like, well, you had your shot. But it, honestly, some of the best I, I thought I knew about all this stuff, but there were so many things about the special effects I'd never seen before. Fantastic. Uh, watched the Roadrunner, the documentary on um, Anthony Bourdain. Uh, oh, yeah. I really liked it. I, you know, he, he was not a perfect person. He never thought he was. So it was it was a very honest movie about him. It didn't make him like a saint or anything. So definitely worth a watch i saw um when the queen died i saw a thing where uh bourdain was sitting with people who toasted to to the queen and he refused to and he's like hey the fucking monarchy man and i was like yeah, yeah. love bourdain no I, he, he's great uh i already mentioned watch hot fuzz still watching she hulk uh i rewatched everything everywhere all at once my god that's a great movie so good uh i watched batman and robin on the airplane because <laughs> i watched i watched uh, batman forever not too long ago so i'm like yeah i might as well um watch the sandlot the unbearable weight of massive talent. Again. Hell yeah. God, oh, I fucking love it. Watched Moonfall the way it was meant to be seen on an airplane. Uh, I like Moonfall. God damn, that was a terrible movie. I wish they made a trilogy of those. It's so fucking bad. I know, but, it, the... but it's batshit. It like goes for it, and I love that. Oh my God, it was so bad. Watched The Batman again. Yeah. Uh, watched Iron Man. Oh yeah. Watched a few episodes and then abandoned True Blood because it's not good. Oh, that's fun, man. It's so campy. We watched like five episodes of it and we're just like, God, this is so bad. The accents are so bad. And just the constant, like every 30 seconds, somebody with things going <laughs> into the screen and extreme close ups. It's just, no, maybe at the time it would have been good, but I never watched it at the time. So, no. Uh, watch The Matrix. Hell yeah. Watch Chip and Dale, the Rescue Rangers, the new version. Fuck yeah. Oh my God, it was amazing. It's so I good. had such a good time with that movie. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Maguire. Hell yeah. 3,000 Years of Longing, which was great. Not what I expected it to be, but was still, great. So I've seen it, yeah. Um, go see it now because most of the theaters are down to like one showing. So yeah, we'll if do you're going to see it, you got to go now. Uh, I think that's everything. Sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where are you at with She-Hulk? I, I'm caught up. No, I mean, are you enjoying it? I like it. It's it's. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more action to it, but I, I am enjoying it on the whole. All right, Pinocchio, 2022. I guess it's my turn. Yep. Uh, here's another woke-ass live action. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's, just a, it's another one of the uh, live action remakes of the Disney classics starring Tom Hanks. Uh, the meat and bones are the same. You know, Geppetto wishes that he could have a son. Uh, Pinocchio comes to life and has to learn how to be brave, truthful, and unselfish so he can become a real boy. The ending of this movie is a little bit more ambiguous, and uh, we do get a little bit more backstory in Geppetto. You know, it's heavily implied um, that he had a son that died, and he's looking for a replacement son uh, to replace his dead kid. 
and yeah that's that's the movie i i was looking through um youtube reviews of this just to kind of get a sense of what other people were saying and i saw somebody say disney's woke pinocchio fails blah 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 and what's woke about this so the only thing that i can see that's woke. well typically when people complain about woke it's always like a race thing right uh like the little they did add a black character Mm -hmm. the ballerina puppet well they added two black characters they and they made the, the blue fairy black right um, God and forbid, redu- and reduced the blue fairy's role quite a bit. So yeah. that was interesting. And then at the end of the movie, uh, instead of him actually becoming a real boy, like in the cartoon, you see him become a real boy. In this, uh, Jiminy Cricket goes, and if you hear the stories, they'll say that you know he became a real boy. Like he's good. doing, like yeah, uh, he, you know, he may have become a real boy. I don't know about that, but I know he was like a real boy in his heart. Um, and then it's ambiguous, like, cause he, they start walking away and then the, like the sun, like the light goes up. So it looks like his legs smooth out a little bit, like potentially. I, I, flesh. I thought it was pretty clear that it became flesh. Yeah. Well, so the, he was made uh, flesh. they have said that it's supposed to be ambiguous. So, yeah. It, it didn't feel ambiguous to me. I was like, Jimmy yeah, Cricket says that. And I was like, oh, but it, he clearly turned into it, it once. I, I saw the legs smooth out, but I like his size didn't change. So yeah. like, I, I don't know, you know. I, I'm um, cool with it, but that's the other woke part. Like some people are like, is it a trans allegory? Like it's a bad thing if it is. Okay. Uh, the black thing is kind of funny because I got news for you about the geographical location of Italy. It's pretty damn close to Africa. It really is. It's it's just a hop skip and uh, a swim right there. Hop skip yep. and a swim. Yep, it's pretty damn close. Yeah, but it's not like. Um... You know, it's not like The Little Mermaid, you know, which is fucking stupid as well. But I agree. Uh, but I, at wait, least I'm saying it's fucking stupid that she's black. We're saying it's stupid <laughs> yeah. that it's a it's there's a controversy around it. We're totally on board with it. Yeah. Um, but at, at least you know when they're making that argument, I can't, I I don't see what they're saying, but I understand their the argument. When you say Pinocchio is woke, I'm like, what are you talking about? It's literally the same thing. Yeah, it's 99 the same. Um, so yeah, man, let's get into it. How, how did you like that, uh, narrator meta intro with Jiminy Cricket? I didn't hate it, but I just, ha- I have one question for you. If they are going to hire Joseph Gordon-Levitt to do a voice and it not be recognizable, two questions, why not just get a different voice actor? Get a, get Second a person. question, why not make it just Jack McBrayer if you're going to have Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> uh, doing Jack McBrayer? That's really funny. That's true. Um, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, as far as I know, is not a voice actor. I don't think he did a bad job in this film necessarily, but no. it wasn't recognizably him. No, uh, it wasn't. Like, why have his name on the poster? And yeah. if, uh, yeah, why, just get a voice actor, someone who actually does voice acting. Right. Or Jack McBrayer, because he sounded exactly like him. Yeah. This. Uh, so overall, I enjoyed the remake. I, think, I did too. I think I have a couple questions about um, the the overall message. I think it gets a little diluted. I agree. But it, but it also, like, you know, I had to really sit there and think about it and be like, oh, yeah, I guess the message is, is is not really there. That could have been better. But in the moment, I mostly enjoyed it. I think it was a pretty faithful remake to the original. Yeah. Um, all the acting is is pretty good. Uh, the songs are good. But the first, like, three minutes um, really set me up to not like the movie. Uh, the narrator, Jiminy Cricket, if you haven't seen a Jiminy Cricket like narrates the movie, but he's also a character in the movie and he like breaks the fourth wall and talks, but sometimes, but in the first couple minutes, he's narrating the movie as he is also walking and not talking. And then he's sort of having a conversation with himself 
one version being the narrator and the other version being the one that you see on screen. And it's just like very Rick and Morty. It's very up its own ass. And it's just not what this movie is. I was like, this belongs in an episode of Rick and Morty or something. And and it's odd because they only did it essentially the one time. And then he breaks the fourth wall, kind of. I mean, he's the narrator, but he looks at us and he's like, I don't know if that's true or not. But like, if you're going to do a shtick, why not do it more than once? Like, why doesn't he talk to himself a couple of times nobody is questioning him breaking the fourth wall throughout the movie you don't need to call attention to it in the beginning yeah it was it was it was interesting i i don't i don't know what the point of it was i i agree with you it was a little odd yeah and then also like you said i realized it's joseph gordon lovett and i was like oh it doesn't sound like him that's distracting and weird okay and then every time it up every time he hops he makes a little chirpy noise and it didn't bother me later in the movie but again right in the beginning it just threw me off i was like what is going on this is such a weird choice yeah Oh, and then he's on fire for a minute. He like warms his butt on the the ember, the coal, which he does in the cartoon, but he doesn't sure, catch sure. on fire. But then he catches on fire and he like scales a wall and like goes on to other business while he's on fire. And I'm like, when is this coming back? He's on fire. What's happening? Right yeah, now? I was. And he just puts it out, and it's clocks. not a big deal. Yeah, because he's like climbing up all these wooden clocks, and you know this is kind of cool. The wooden clocks are all um, a collection of Disney characters. So there's Woody and Bullseye uh, from Toy Story. Uh, there's one that's Donald Duck. Uh, there's one that's Roger Rabbit and Jessica, uh, which, of course, Robert Zemeckis directed, who framed Roger Rabbit. Um, there's the owl from The Sword in the Stone. Uh, there's Princess Aurora, Princess Aurora and Maleficent, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And then the rest of the clocks were actually clocks that you saw on the wall in the original cartoon. There's also, but he's climbing those. There's also Dumbo and the Lion King. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, I was expecting like the fire to do something. Yeah. Because... Yeah, why even show it? And then, yeah, it added nothing. Yeah, right after that, though, um, I started feeling like it was pretty charming. Uh, When you sit down with Geppetto, uh, Tom Hanks' version, a little bit. And I think this version um, makes it more clear that he is, um, you know, a saddled man who has potentially lost a son or something. Um, And I felt like it started to get kind of charming after that. Well, like they did a little bit more with like the born yesterday, like him not like when she start, does the magic, it's not perfect. Like he's just repeating what Jiminy Cricket says. That was annoying. And then he's repeating what the blue fairy says. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I didn't give you a fucking brain tap. Okay, <laughs> now you've got a brain and a personality now. Um, and it was a little different because I thought because like when she does the spell, it bounces off the photo of the boy yeah and then hits him so i thought like oh is this going to be like a reincarnation of the sun because that's a little weird i could get on board if it makes it but it wasn't that it was like what was the reason for having it bounce off the photo yeah and she says like oh geppetto wished for something but it got uh, his thoughts were tangled so it got misinterpreted or something and yeah. um yeah that felt like kind of unexplained like i get yeah. the i get the general meaning but it was a little confusing in execution yeah um I did like the the scene. Like, I I like that there's a little montage song of him being like this basic stuff about life. So it wasn't just like, oh, I'm gonna send you off into the world tomorrow to go to school, which he right. Does. It, it seemed like a week or so passed. Yeah, it seems like there was a little bit of time of him like learning a little bit about life, and he goes off and he's like running to school and he like kind of falls by a pile of shit and he's just like. I can't wait to learn what this is, kind of thing. <laughs> that was funny. And then, I like that one. Um, and then what I what I both liked and dislike. I, I don't want to say dislike, but one of the things that was different was you know he he sees Keegan Michael Key as Honest John, the anthropomorphic wolf mm-hmm. or not wolf fox, and he's like, oh shit, a puppet without strings. I'm gonna like make you famous and like, and he's immediately like, 
oh no, dad said I should go to school. So I'm going to go right on to school. And like he goes and then the school's like, nah, fuck off. This is for like real boys. And he's just like, well, I tried to do what my dad said to do. And this guy gave me an alternative. So I'm going to go do the alternative. Where in the first movie, he's just like, oh, cool. Like, I'm going to be famous. Like, he falls for the temptation. Right. Like, in this movie, he immediately is like, well, no, I'm going to do the good thing. Oh, well, I, I couldn't do the good thing, so now I'm going to go do this alternate thing. Yeah, it takes, uh, you said, it takes away some agency from him, and it kind of, it confuses the message of the movie. Because later on, you know, he lies and his nose grows, but that's how he gets out of Stromboli's cage, is yeah, by telling lies. The, he, I mean, nose... he tells one lie, legitimately, and then he goes, oh, shit. My nose grows. Oh, no. He, he just keeps... I think he told a few before he realized. Yeah. I think just the but last so... one was on purpose. Yeah. No, the last one definitely was on purpose. But, you know, the lies weren't as they weren't as like ridiculous as the lies in the first movie. But, you know, the message is you're not supposed to you're not supposed to lie. It's bad. Yeah. And um, in this movie, uh, if he didn't lie, he would still be stuck in the cage. Yeah. So that's confusing. The teacher kicks him out and he doesn't get to go to school, even though he tried. Um, oh, and when he goes to Pleasure Island. Uh, he doesn't really partake in anything. Like the moment he gets there, he's like, "Oh, something's off about this." And then people are breaking all the clocks, and he's like, "Oh, I don't. I think that I don't. This doesn't feel right. I don't want to do that." Well, he doesn't even choose to go. Like he's grabbed and put onto the 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 cart, right? And it's like, "Oh, oh you're on your way." Where well, the no, original- they they kind of they give him like a, a soft out, right? Like Luke Evans sings that song and sort of convinces him, but he has sort of a choice there, but it's not as much as the first one. It, it's a little looser. It's not like the first one where he's like, oh, you really need, you know, Honest John's like, you really need a vacation. Your dad's going to understand. And and plus, it's going to be really fun. So like he actively, he, he truly makes a choice. Where yeah. like you said, it's a soft out. Like it's, it. he's he's already basically been abducted. And right. like, they make they, him feel better like about were, being abducted. Exactly. Um, but no, you're right. Like the whole time he's just like, I'm not going to break any clocks. He doesn't even drink. And they make a big point like root beer. Like every time they say yeah. beer, like and root is candy. significantly louder. And it's candy so, instead of cigars. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is another racist thing they took out. That was the other minor racist thing in the first one is they had like a uh, like a Native American like chief throwing cigars at the kids. Like, oh, I miss a, that. Animatronic. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he gets into Pleasure Island, it's like an animatronic sign just throwing cigars yeah. to them. But yeah, and this, he doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. Uh, he's just like, no, this is all bad. But yet he still turns slightly into the donkey. And what I thought was interesting about this is, you know, when his nose grows, it's just, it just keeps growing. It's just the wooden dowel. It doesn't have the leaves or the birds. And this, when he starts turning into the donkey, his ears are made out of wood and like the that. tail is segmented. Uh, where in the funny. cartoon, it was like furry and everything. Like he just grew donkey or so. Yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting stylistic choice to to do that. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, he was just like a good kid. Where in the previous movie, he was just like, being bad is fun. Like he explicitly says that. And then in this version. Being bad like, is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. And then like, so he eventually gets out. There's like these weird smoke monsters that like are not explained at all. They're in the first one, too. Yeah, but it's like... Well, no, the first one he had... Um, I thought he had people helping him out. Um, there, were there smoke monsters? I think they're more furry in the first one, but there's like, like dark creatures. Yeah, I just assumed there was some other anthropomorphic animal since there were foxes, but in this, they're like actually wisps of smoke. Yeah, straight lost and, style. Yeah, there's just like, you know, nothing really happens. The transformation is... a you know, a little bit more terrifying in this version because it's live right. action. Yeah. Um, we haven't even talked about the ballerina. I don't really feel like she added anything to the story all that. I mean, she helped him escape, but kind of. 
I thought it was like, kind of. Point- it's. I thought it was kind of nice for him to have a peer. Um, yeah. I think that the the woman that played the puppeteer um, was very charming. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Yeah, I don't know how much it added, but I like that it was there. Well, I guess the only thing it added was after he gets away from Pleasure Island, um, she comes and is like, hey, Stromboli got arrested for being an awful dude, and I got free, and I've got a little bit of money, so I'm going to do my own puppet show. I would love for you to be the main act. And he's like, oh, fuck, I would love to be famous, but I got to go save my dad. And she's like, okay, that totally makes sense. Well, I'll be back in a year. I would love to see you in a year. And he's like, oh, totally, and does the right thing and goes to save his his mm. bot, you know he finds out that and that's how he loses his donkey ears and tail yeah he find yeah exactly because he gives up on his dream but you know he's not selfish he gets his regular ears and his lack of tail back but you know he go in this version he finds his dad out on the ocean he's there when he's swallowed by monstro which in this version is not a whale it's a sea monster with like tentacles i like, like that i i, I More don't like know Cthulhu. how i feel yeah it's like a whale with cthulhu arms I liked it. It's it's it, it's it's weird. I don't I don't know how I, think, I feel about. It. I, don't I think hate that this it, version but... leans more into being a fairy tale, more into being fantastical. I guess, yeah. But in this version, like he, you know, same thing. They build a fire to, you know, get out and make it sneeze and whatnot. And then he, oh, like, I I did like that Geppetto was not trapped in there for what seemed like weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. Then the first version, he was just like straight up, like, well, we're just gonna fish every time he goes to eat. We can catch some fish. Well, we'll cook up like he was completely like down to just survive the rest of his life <laughs> in the monster. Even well, to he, the point he was like, in this one, too. He just yeah, not had been there for as long. Yeah. Pinocchio starts like breaking like the cherries. He's like, where are we going to sit? And he's like, we're getting the fuck out of here, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he gets out. But like the monster is catching up and he like has super speed legs. Like he can just kick like <sighs> yeah. dash in the Incredibles. That felt like something that they had to add because uh kids movies are are so like high octane now and like superhero movies and action movies are much more the norm they had to have like a big chase scene and i didn't super care for that the cg yeah, was really bad during that scene too yeah that, it wasn't great um but yeah he's he kicks his legs like hella fast and barely makes it to the 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 cave on time where monstro doesn't get them and like that's the basically the end of the movie you know oh you're good does he become human? Does he not? You know, like we said at the beginning, it's a little ambiguous. You and I both think he ultimately does change. Yeah. The movie yeah, was fine. It felt weird that they made the ending more ambiguous. I'm not really sure yeah. what that added to it or what the goal was. I, I think the goal was supposed to be just like, you should be happy with who you are. And if you're a good person, then that's all that really matters. Yeah, I guess. But like, it, it was a little ham-fisted, and, but also not clear at the same time. It's weird. It's weird that these, like, it's weird that the two big changes and complaints about the movie are that the messages about him being a, a good boy or whatever, uh, learning lessons, and, um, be, you know, the payoff, becoming a real boy at the end, both get muddied. And that it's coming from Zemeckis, who's, you know, yeah. one, one of the greatest living directors, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that's even high praise, but he's responsible for some historically popular movies. Yeah, I mean, when you look, I mean, Forrest Gump and Back to the Future alone, yeah, get him up on that list. And then he's also, you know, he did Flight, he did The Polar Express. Like he's done. Uh, I mean, we covered The Witches, and we even liked the the remake of The Witches. We were some of the few people who actually liked the remake of The Witches. Yeah, uh, which of course, unfortunately, is gone. It was part of the uh, Warner Brothers purge. Right. I wonder uh, if uh, Disney just kind of noted this to death. 
Yeah, not, maybe. I mean, not not to death. That's not even fair, but noted their way out of um, making the message more clear. It, it seems odd, like some of these, like, so him and Chris Columbus kind of came up at the same time, like blew up around the same time. Uh, you know, Chris Columbus was a couple years later with like Home Alone, but they, you know, had some hits in the early 90s at the same time and the early 2000s. But like they've kind of been relegated to streaming movies now. Yeah. Like Chris Columbus does, does the uh, uh, Chris, not Chris, uh, Kurt Russell uh, Santa Claus movies. And it just seems odd that these like Titans, like how did this movie not end up in theaters? You know? Yeah. All really? The, yeah. Uh, Lady and the Tramp, I can kind of get. But like Dumbo is a key property that Disney has. Like it the, still has the ride at Disneyland. The Disney theme is from Pinocchio. Yeah, which I didn't even realize. Upon a star. Yeah, so it's it's so odd that you have Tom Hanks, Robert Zemeckis, and Pinocchio three like powerhouses, and this wasn't in theaters. Yeah, it, it's really weird. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with uh, streaming and theatrical releases over the next like five years or so. Because yeah. Netflix just uh, just posted um, Bad Returns and they're uh, adding ads and stuff too, right? And HBO Max is going through whatever's happening over there. The future is uncertain. Um, well, what's odd and what's really disappointing, and actually a lot of the theater um, companies have actually called this out, and there have been a few you know, influencers. And I've actually seen articles in like Forbes and other, you know, um, online things saying we're with exactly what you're saying with a lot of these streaming companies like Netflix and HBO max struggling with certain things and having two years of basically pipeline of movies, not being able to come out because of the pandemic. Why is Q3 of 2022 so short on quote unquote good movies? Like, mm-hmm. We've had some of the, honestly, some of the best movies I've seen in a long time come out in Q1 and Q2, uh, but Q3 has had nothing major. And so all these people are like, Hollywood owes the theaters quality movies year round at this point. And it just seems odd that we haven't, like, they, they made a big deal about the, uh, the invitation beca- being the number one movie at the box office a couple weeks ago when it premiered, and it only made $7 million. Yeah. It's a horror, like, an, you know, a small budget horror film. And people talked about it for three days. And how is that the biggest movie in Hollywood when we've got, you know, we are coming off the back of, you know, Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic World or Jurassic Park Dominion or whatever it was called, Jurassic World Dominion. Like, how did we have all these huge movies in the summer and then not have something in August and September? And then we've got huge movies in November and December. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. And I think that um, with... Uh, Batgirl and all the other things that are um, being taken off of HBO Max that already came out. Like we're talking about The Witches, the other Robert Zemeckis movie. That's not on HBO Max anymore, and it was straight American to streaming. Pickle's gone. So all these things weren't on Blu-ray. There's no uh, physical evidence that they've existed, and it's the same with Netflix too. A movie comes out on Netflix, it generally doesn't come out on Blu-ray or DVD, uh, with the exception of like The Irishman being on Criterion yeah. Collection. So I think that especially with the HBO Max thing. Um, it, what's the word? It's coming much more to the surface. This idea that like, Hey, if something doesn't come out in the theaters and go to Blu-ray afterwards, it could just get lost. Yeah. And that fucking sucks. But, and we were talking about, I think, I think it was on the producers episode, maybe the, whatever we covered before that, but we were talking about how Matt Damon had this big thing on the, uh, when he's eating right. the peppers that the theater has changed to the point where it has to make you know, a billion dollars now, or it's not profitable because movies don't make money on streaming and there's no DVD release anymore. So 
what we were seeing for the last five, six years was like comedies were finding their place on streaming. Like that was the only place you're going to see a comedy movie mm -hmm. now. And now even streaming's not safe. So what does that mean for your smaller movies? What does this mean for your character driven movies? Right. Your comedy, all that stuff. Like are, are we just not going to get those anymore? Yeah. And it's crazy because people still want to go to the theater when the theaters opened back up uh, earlier this year, like AMC did well. Yeah. You know, in addition to, um, to the apes, uh, that brought the company back from bankruptcy. Yeah, um, people still want to be in theaters. Top Gun, you know, even you just Jurassic, need to give them a even Jurassic to. World did well. Yeah, you just need to give them a reason. And like right now, Hollywood is not giving people a reason to go to the movies in basically in August, September, and the early part of October. Yeah, like it's insane. And like, and not to say that there haven't been good movies out. Like I've heard really great things about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, I really liked Three Thousand Years of Longing, but nobody see is seeing these movies. Yeah, they're they're in like large art, numbers, art house movies. Yeah. yeah, so you know, there's some good movies coming out, but unfortunately, nothing that's gonna fill seats. Yeah, I mean, that's more more case to bring back the uh, forty million dollar comedy or low budget, uh, you know, action action romp. They don't yeah. make those anymore, and like that's a way to pad your um, your theatrical slate throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. And like I just don't understand how they made the decision for this not to come into theaters. Now that being said And I feel like nobody's talking about that either. I haven't heard I, anyone I, talk about why it's not in theaters. I feel like it was like a safe thing. Like honestly the CGI was not as good as the CGI is in some of the other ones. Like and I, I, I don't think this was as good as Aladdin. I don't think this was as good as Beating the Beast. Lion King is this kind of its own thing because it's not truly a live action remake. It's photorealistic, but some of the soul is gone. But it seems odd that like this movie would have made money if they put it in theaters. Yeah, would have made up a, a billion it just, dollars. Maybe not, but five hundred to six hundred million. I think it would have. And I think it's just a bad look for Disney that yeah. they don't have one of their premier properties in theaters. And the same thing, like I understand that they want to put stuff on Disney Plus, but like right now Disney Plus has had a huge summer between She Hulk, Moon Knight. Uh, Obi Wan. We've got uh, Andor coming out later this week. Yeah, they they like, didn't, they need didn't this need to come it out. there. Exactly. Yeah, and we were watching. Uh, I mentioned Chip and Dale. Katrina and I were fucking dying watching that movie from beginning to end. We were laughing our asses off. Mm -hmm. And if we really saw trailers for this, I think even Chip and Dale could have been a huge movie in theaters. Yeah, hundred percent. So it's it's really odd that they didn't put this in there. Um, I don't think it would have made a billion dollars, but I think this would have made five hundred, six hundred million. It would have made. It's budget back and then some. People, yeah, people are taking their kids to go see Pinocchio regardless of reviews. Yeah, they just so, would have gone. Uh, and so I guess we should wrap this up. But um, from a remake standpoint, this was solid. And I like I we've I've soapboxed on this before, so I'm not going to go into really any detail. A lot of people attack these Disney remakes as unnecessary, but the way I look at it is this isn't necessarily for. Me, this is for the next generation. I <laughs> felt the same way about Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and The Lion King. When I was a kid, I didn't like old movies. As an adult, I am going back and re-watching a lot of movies that I refused to watch as a kid because I didn't like old movies. So kids are like that. And so I think this is great that it's out there for the next generation. Uh, is it a perfect remake? No, but it got the heart and soul. And visually, it was cool for the most part. So I, I say it was worthwhile. Yeah, I think so. I enjoyed it. Um Sorry, I'm thinking about the first one being such a horny movie. Um, yeah, no, I, I like this. I think it was worth remaking. I think they did uh, a decent job with it. I think it could have baked for it a little bit longer, but I'd, I agree. I'd show it to my kid. I think they'd enjoy it more than the original. Um, yeah. Oh, they had. Did you notice that they had Pinocchio do a superhero landing? Yes. 
That was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just to point out the voice. Okay, this is my last note. It's very similar to one of my first notes. This movie's supposed to take place in Italy. Nobody's doing an Italian accent except for once again Stromboli. <laughs> Pinocchio's an American. Tom Hanks accent. is doing uh, an Italian accent half the time. Kind of, but you have like it's just more like it just seems like we're more like he's just doing a cartoon voice versus an accent of any yeah. kind. But they hired an English kid to do an American accent. Yeah, I I, and the, I did not care for the kid's voice. And granted, it was very similar to the original one, so it was whatever. But like, why not just get an American kid? I'm like, why did they not just get that Tremblay kid that they always get to voice <laughs> things like this? <laughs> yeah, maybe he's getting too old. I don't know, but uh, it seemed odd to like get a British kid to do an American accent. Yeah, and I already harped on JGL, so I'll just leave it <laughs> at that. But uh, anything else, or are you ready to give us your plugs? Um, I liked Lorraine Bracco as the uh, seagull. And I like, oh, yeah. I like that they, they literally paid her to go nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, there's a new Guillermo del Toro version of Pinocchio coming out later this year. So I'm excited for that. I watched the trailer. It looks pretty good. Let's watch that and the Jonathan Taylor Thomas one. Let's just <laughs> watch that. that. <laughs> we'll do another Pinocchio episode. No, just, just GDT. I'm not watching no, the Taylor watch Thomas two. one. <laughs> no, we're going to watch two more Pinocchio movies. You can watch two more. I will watch one and I will talk about that. Uh, all right and i'll just react oh, to you talking where, about the other one give us your plugs man uh i'm on the instagrams at dyslexic d-y-s alex ic i'm on twitter and letterboxd at Polici, p-u-l-i-s-c-i if you don't have letterboxd it's this really cool app where you can log your movies and review them and follow other people who watch movies and write read their reviews about them uh letterboxd if you're listening we would love to be sponsored and yeah, uh can. if you like wearing shirts and you like film and TV, which I assume you do because you're listening to this. Uh, I sell some film and TV based shirts on Etsy. The store is called Burn the Scene Boutique. And if you use the code Remake Rewind, you can get a little discount. Yeah, you can. And you guys can check out everything that's remake. <clears throat> you can check out everything that's MDX Pods related at MDXPods.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at MDX Pods. Uh, you can also support the show at patreon.com slash MDX Pods. And if you want a, just a different way of listening to it, uh, it's just the audio with the still. But uh, we're also on YouTube if, you, if that's how you listen to podcasts. So check us out there as well. And uh, thanks for listening. Being bad is a lot of fun. <laughs>